0: live from Orpington, England, is our guest this evening. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Alice McVeigh, prize-winning London novelist. Uh, she has been a ghostwriter. She has had two contemporary no- no- novels, and more will ask her. From, from her straight So welcome to the show, Alice.
1: It's a great pleasure to be here.
0: Same here, Alice. It's a pleasure to have you on the show and to talk about, you know, writing, reading, and all about publishing. So Alice, if you if you can tell, you have been a London uh, a novelist, two contemporary no- novels published by Orion Hatchett, award-winning dystopian thriller published by UK's Unbound and two amazing uh, two Amazon category bestsellers with Warley House Press. So what are you working on nowadays?
1: Well, I have had a rather odd writing career, but I like to think that one of these days I shall write a book about publishing because I've kind of done it all. <laughs> I've gone from a big five publisher, um, Orion Hatchett, um, to a medium sized publisher, uh, also very supportive. And then I turned down four publishers for my current series, which is historical fiction. So I've gone from contemporary to a thriller to historical fiction. And what I'm here to tell your, your friends is do as I say, not as I do, because it's much better if you just choose a, zone, a genre and stick to it and then it's much easier to market. But that's not the way I work because I'm kind of easily bored. So, um, so I have done three different genres and it is hard to market, but that's made me know quite a lot about marketing. So if anyone wants to contact me um, on Facebook or elsewhere, I'm always happy to help with questions. Um, no, so I've written three different kind of genres and I've done them in, in three different time zones. And, and even even my, my, my life has been quite weird because I've lived in three different continents. I was born in Seoul, South Korea, and then I lived in Singapore, Burma, and Thailand until I was a teenager. Then my family, who were American, moved back to Washington. I lived in Washington until I was 20, no, until I was 18. Then I went to university. And then at 21, I moved to Britain supposedly for one year to study the cello. And then I got married <laughs> and I'm still, I'm still married <laughs> and I'm still in London and um, and I'm still playing the cello. Uh that quite a lot at the moment, but I'm mostly a writer these days. So basically I, I've got three different continents, three different genres, and I've always been a bit confused.
0: And from a cello artist, uh, a cello teacher to an author. How, how did that happen?
1: Um, to be honest, I think I was a writer before I was a cellist. Um, I've always written, even when I was a child. And when we lived in Asia, I never lived in India, unfortunately. I've been to India, and I adored it, um, but only as a visitor. Um, But when we lived in in Singapore and Burma, this was the late 60s, 70s, there was no TV, there was no nothing. There was nothing really except to read books, and my parents were both authors. So we did nothing but read books, and I did nothing but make up stories. But then I heard Jacqueline Dupre play the cello and I said, that's what I'm going to do. And so when I finally came back to America and there were cellos, because there weren't in, the, in Myanmar or Singapore, um, then I started playing the cello. And so I've always been a bit divided between my music. My love of music and my love of writing. So what happened was I started playing with London orchestras and you think that sounds wonderful. Wow, this kid plays with London orchestras. But I'm here to tell you that unless you're pretty high up in a London orchestra, you're told what to do by the conductor. The conductor says you will play it this way and you play it that way. You just have to play it that way. There's no there's no escape. And I'm not very good at being told what to do. That kind of annoys me. So what happened was I thought, well, I was a pretty good writer. I wrote a pretty good novel when I was in university. So I sent it off to a couple of agents, and the third agent, the third, I sent them one by one, accepted me. And then I got this amazing contract with um Hachette, which is one of the big five publishers, and I thought I died and gone to heaven. I didn't think that sort of thing happened. So in many ways, I think, you know, I kind of wasted my 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 career time on the cello, but I still love the cello. Anyway, um, but then that all came unstuck because what happened then was I couldn't have a baby and I wanted a baby even more than anything else. And we had, we had years of IVF and nobody could find out a reason. And while that happened, I had this contract with Orion Hatchet and I failed to fulfill it. The first two books went really well, really well. The first one was number 35 in the bestsellers in all of the UK. And we sold the film rights but the third one I didn't even finish. I was too upset. I couldn't have a baby. So they fired me. My, my star publisher fired me. And I was just in the depths of despair. Um, but then the most amazing thing happened, which was after we'd been told it would never happen, we had our daughter, um, who is now 24. Um, so that just lifted me, and I just thought, right, what am I going to do now? So I thought, I don't want to travel around the world with my cello anymore. And writing has come to kind of a dead end, because I've been fired um, by my publisher, who were amazing. Um, and so I went into ghostwriting, and that was very interesting. So with ghostwriting, what I did was I, I because of the contacts I'd made in publishing, um, I discovered that I was able to... It, to put my own voice, sublimate my own voice into the voice of a celebrity who was writing the memoir, wherever it was. And I make quite a lot of money doing that. So that was quite fun. Um, But again, it was a little bit like being under a conductor. The conductor tells you what to do and you do. And the celebrity tells you what to do, and you do it. And I'm not very good at doing that. So what happened was I got fed up with it, and I I decided I wasn't going to do it anymore. Uh, when my daughter went to Ed University, and we didn't really need the money anymore, then I decided I'm going to go back and write for myself, and I have.
0: Right. So this is this is a wonderful story of a Alice in the real world, and I like it.
1: <laughs> Thank
0: you. Yes. So Alice, uh, you know, it's it's nice to know those were different days when you had everything real. Even troubles were real, and and you could not run away from it. No. Uh, but there were books to help yeah. you, to give you that refuge, that solace to be your friend when there was none. In if, fact, if there were at all, there was no, no one. But then I, I, I if I understand. You know, publishers are almost the same. You always have that difficulty, you can say, with publishers. Earlier, everybody had a lot of stories are there. You know how so many people uh, publishers declined to even see the manuscript. Several just returned it. And finally, then the writer made it big. The author made it big. Even now, it is still in sort of an enigma. Nobody knows how to deal with them. You don't know. You think you have written the next big thing of this world, but uh, then suddenly you just don't know. So how does one do, because that's the topic, how to write and market uh, your your books, action, adventures, thrillers, whatever it is. And especially in these times when it's all of indie world, indie music, indie artists, indie authors, self-publishing. But, you know, here getting acknowledged by publishing houses and getting things done that's a different thing altogether so how does one do that how does one break that you can say barrier if i may use the right word how do you get accepted into that thing where they actually know that it's a book that they must publish several questions at the same time but it's better <laughs> you leave raw author uh, to uh, you, as a, uh, to speak at her own pace. I, I, th- I think you like that.
1: Yes, I do. Um, I, I talk too much in fact. But the point is, uh, you've asked so many intelligent questions, and questions I, I do get asked a lot. Um, how do you get the attention of agents? Um, for a start, it's not enough to have written a really, really good book. Um, What you need these days is you need a really, really strong profile. And that probably means that you're really good on podcasts. (laughs) It means you're really, um, really good at responding to people. It means you're a people person. It means that you um, reach out on social media. And these kind of things drive my friends crazy because I've got a lot of friends who are very introverted. Not like me, and uh, and they go. How can I build up a media profile? How can I get to do anything on TikTok? How can I how can I get interest you know interest on on Instagram? Um, all of these things, and, and uh, my advice would be to specialize because what people tend to do is they go right. I've got to do Pinterest. I've got to do TikTok. I've got to do everything. You you don't. nobody can do everything. Instead, you need to choose what suits you what suits your character, what suits your lifestyle, and stick to that and build from the base and be patient with it. And it will take a couple of years, but then when you approach an agent, you'll be able to say, look, I've done this really well on Instagram. i got X many people on, uh, I've gone viral on TikTok, whatever it is. And then they say, right, this person isn't just waiting for us to do all the work. They're willing to put the work in. And this is the big difference, I think, between now and 15 years ago is is then the the you you sort of handed it over to the publisher and said you know market it and now I've got a friend published with Penguin and even he has to do a lot of marketing so if you're not good at marketing it's a really really hard profession but You can learn it is the good news and you can do it in stages is the good news you don't have to do everything all at once so make it make yourself comfortable with it and then you'll be comfortable with it and people will like what you do and then hopefully the agents will give you a chance but it is hard it is hard i had a friend who worked in an agency i won't give you her name um but she said to me she said her job was basically to say no to almost everything. And it, it that, really- That's scary, me. that's scary. She wound up giving up the job because she hated the negativity that this put her into. She's a very positive person. She's a wonderful person. And she said, I didn't want to spend my life saying so, no. Sorry, so,
0: so, sorry, Alice, to interrupt yeah. you, but if yeah. there was one person with a job to say no, was there another person for another set of you know, writers to say yes? How did they work that out? It means it's very intriguing.
1: Okay, I can tell you that as well because of my friend, and because of fact several of friends of mine have worked in publishing, uh, which is that if they're intrigued by the hook of the book, meaning the, the the context of the book, and if they're not put off by the fact that the author is sort of reclusive and quiet and nervous and has gone out there and, and shown that they've got an idea of how to market, then it gets past the gatekeeper, who is the person in this job to the agent and then when that happens that's when you get not just the the thing saying thank you so much for submitting you know not for us but you get the the oh my god i loved your book i really loved your book i loved your book but i just can't take you on because of x y and z at the moment please please don't give up you know what i mean and and you get those kind of things and that is very different um so in other words the whole agent thing is an art approaching agents is an art but it's good to know it's good to know to to spot the signs and to realize that you haven't been rejected by the agent you've probably been rejected by somebody the agents hired so they don't go mad um to weed out the ones that are potential potentials and it is really really hard
0: right right alice Now, in in today's time, if you see, uh, there are this concept of great resignation. A lot of people want to just live on their own terms. And then at the same time, there is this creator economy in which podcast is also one of them. Uh, But then everybody says everybody is a creator and especially these online platforms, including the serious ones. And also the social media ones, because they need that monster to keep on, you know, active. And for that, you need content all the time. So yeah. there is no harm in telling you are a creator. With what you create, that will they all depend on what. It's, as long as they get the numbers, whether yeah. artificial or original, that's a separate matter. Yes, in exactly. these times, uh, somebody who wants to make a career, you can say an uh, in, indie the, in the author, how does he or she work their way around should they start with uh are their platform their platforms like whatpads now uh, whatpad they can start somewhere like that there are other platforms you make, but how does it work because see a lot of these guys would also need some sort of a revenue to uh, uh to keep their uh bread and butter going
1: how does that, it work So true. And when my daughter was young and I I lost confidence in my own writing, what I did, as I said, was I became a ghostwriter. That is a, a specialized skill, but a surprising number of people can do it if you're really creative, because what you do is you you enter into the mind world of your client. It's mostly memoir and it's mostly famous celebrities, but not always. You enter into the mind world of the client and you enter into the pattern of speech and writing of the client. And then you try to make it excel a bit more than the client probably is able to, though some of them are very gifted. I mean, some actors are incredibly gifted, but at the same time, they're incredibly arrogant. So it's like, you change this, you change that. You know, it can be quite hard, but that is one way. Another way is to uh, take my friend Sabrina's route and when her before her novels started started moving, she worked on um, Editorial Freelance Association as a freelance editor. Um, not every creator can edit, but a surprising number can. And I've also worked as a freelance editor, though I can't bear to proofread because it drives me insane. But basically, um, but that's another route. Another route is completely the opposite, which is to say, right? I've got two compartments in my life. I've got the creator author part of me and I've got the money making part of me and that can also work. One of the most successful authors I know actually earns a fortune in the city of London as a financial advisor. And and that is completely separate she just wakes up at five and does her writing before she does she's incredibly disciplined so there are different ways of doing it but i do agree with you that i think compartmentalizing that making things work especially when we're all people we all have families we all have relationships we all have things that really matter to us aside from career is very hard and that's why i think Give yourself a break. If you've just had a baby, don't think, I've got to finish this novel. You don't have to finish this novel. You've just had a baby. You know, just give it a rest for a couple of years. You've got the time. And I think people sometimes get completely crazy. I had a friend approach me and say, my daughter's written a book. She's 13, and she's got a publisher. And alarm bells are ringing in my head. And I said, what kind of publisher? And of course, it was one of these publishers that prey on people, especially young people. And she, she didn't believe me until she took the contract to a lawyer and the lawyer turned white and said you must not let your daughter sign this contract because it's insane um so i think very often people sort of think i'm running out of time i'm 13 i'm running out. i mean this is crazy so i think you know it's it's a combination of things but but it's keeping a level head and keeping your priorities straight not just about writing but about your life
0: right but at least short stories some uh, you know ghost writing for an article for a smaller version or something. Maybe even a biography, something, you know, to flatter somebody or whatever they want to do. A coffee table book. Whatever it is. But a novel. A long form novel. Uh, That's a different stuff altogether. Even if you take, you know, all the help from all the tools available in the world, you will still need to have that original creativity. If you need to make it uh, make something good out of that how does one do that in today's time especially if you look at it from a indie author's point of view
1: well the indie author is in some ways quite powerful these days as long as they're not poverty stricken you need some money to establish yourself i have to be about that but if you really so don't are- become
0: an indie author, author if you if there, there is poverty looming over your head
1: no you can still do it but it will be harder it will be harder you do need a certain amount of money in order to get yourself going uh, because the launch of a book is really important you need to get all the promotion sites lined up so that on the day that your book is promo- is, is is launched then you come number one in some important categories otherwise the book will just there's just too many books every day I think it's something like a thousand launched every day um over the entire world obviously and so you've kind of got to have that that determination organization and yes a little bit of money you can't be poverty stricken and that's so sad the only way poverty stricken people can make it and I have known a few who have is the traditional route where they do all, they bear all the costs and that is hard. But yes, um, what you're saying is interesting. I, I agree that that writing a novel is completely different. You have to be slightly mad to write a novel. And also, you have to be willing to give in to the madness. I think you have to be willing to say, right, it's hit me at three in the morning. And yes, I have to play cello, you know, at, at, at noon. But I'm just going to work all through the night and do it. You just got to have that kind of mad streak. Um, but... You don't have to write a novel. In fact, nonfiction is much easier to, to, to succeed in and much easier to market. You've got a really strong idea, business idea, for example. Okay. I, I, I got rung up by a friend and he said, I've got a strong business idea. Will you edit it for me? And I was no longer editing. I no longer edit at the moment. And, but I was so enthralled by his idea. I said, yes, I will, because it sounds so interesting. And that book is done really well. So yes, people sort of think the novel's more glamorous, but do you, you know, unless you feel that drive, that inner drive, as if, almost as if, if you couldn't not write it, that's when you've got to write the novel. And too many people churn out novels because they've heard, and this is true, the more novels you've got, the more books you've got, the easier you are to market because you can make one of them free on Amazon and that entices readers to buy all the rest. And so then you wind up making very much more money. So that's a really good tip. But at the same time, everybody knows this tip. So what they do is they churn out books that aren't really all that exciting. And then they wonder why it doesn't, you know, kind of... I would rather write fewer books that I was burning to write myself. Right. So Alice,
0: answer this question for me. Let me understand this for the audience, especially, you know, budding writers who want to write something substantial. You have been to forty-four countries. You have yeah. lived in seven. You're, am I right? Yes. I'm and, only. Yes. And as an author, when you start writing on anything, whether ghost writing or you know fiction writing, non-fiction writing, thriller, whatever it is, yeah. when you sit down to start something or to write something, what do you think? You travel to those places. All the experience when you start something, it's very difficult to start something, even if you have the plot in mind. And or or you look at the outside the window, you look at the market. How does it work for an author?
1: The beginning is the more when begun is half done. The beginning, the beginning is impossible. Everybody knows that. Um, yeah. you now, so, once you've got a once you've got a running start. You're halfway there. A lot of my friends are doing are doing November a Nanan write writing November writing month at the moment, where they're preparing for it. And this is kind of a really interesting thing because it gives you the springboard into writing. You you oblige yourself to write a book in a month. Well, that's crazy. You're not gonna write a good book in a month. But you could write the kernel of a good book in a month and polish it in December and January and February, and this will be much better. Um, but anyway, no, I feel you're right it's it's two things one is is really hard, and one is really easy. The easy thing is having an idea, and I bet you have loads of ideas aj um, the f- having an idea is is the easy part if you're a creative thinking, open person with lots of interests. Um, and the hard part really the hard part is having the self-belief because there's this little voice inside of everybody that just goes I'm not good enough I can't do this i you know it can't be me and what I would just urge you and anybody else thinking well I don't know if you're thinking of writing a novel maybe you are I wouldn't be surprised Um, but anybody listening to this is find that kernel of self-belief that you know is there, that you know you have something to say, that nobody else could say, nobody else could say in the same way as you could say. And if you could access that kernel of self-belief, then everything else will fall into place. It won't fall into place instantly, it won't be like everything just slips, you know, you write in, in, in a month. No, you won't. The best you can hope for November Novel Writing Month is you get a first draft at the end of the month. But long term, you will succeed i do right. right and how do you focus the
0: mind wanders and it will wander for you a lot 44 countries but an individual there is the social media all sort of media distractions from from any anywhere it can be your own mind many 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 people so how does one bring to that focus to the idea with which you started a story how does one do how do you do what can people learn from your way of writing some ghost writing obviously you get into the uh, the client's mind then you start writing from their perspective but if you want to write a pride and prejudice today would you look you look at a society or you see in 1940s people are thinking about 1984 or George Orwell how do you create those sort of stuff Something which generations to come will remember.
1: Okay. Okay. Just there, there two, uh, first of all, I have to say, there are two kinds of writers, and, and you probably know all this, but probably not everyone listening will know all these. Uh, one one is a plotter and one is a pantser. So it depends. You have to decide what you are. And there are two separate kinds. So if you're, they're both equally good, by the way, neither is superior. Okay, a plotter is somebody who goes right. I'm going to have everything all organized, and I'm going to do this amount every day, and this amount, um, uh, this this number of words, and this is what's going to happen. And that's fantastic. And I take my hat off to them, but I'm quite the opposite. I'm a pantser. So what I do is, if I get an idea for a story, even just a short story, there'll be something buzzing in the middle that really has turned me on to this idea. Something that just fizzes and that won't let me go. And that's what I start with. I write that scene, I write that dialogue, I write that. And everything else comes out of that. So if you are a pantser, this is a tip, this does work. If you just go for the kernel of the thing, you go for the the big moment, you go for the, the hook, you go for the, if you were stuck in an elevator with somebody from Hollywood, you would say, this will make my film, then that works. But if you are organized, you really can't. You must give in, and I take my hat off, and and be organized, and say, no, I'm. This is my plot. This is the the arc of my my character's trajectory, and this is what I'm going to do. So it depends. It depends. Right. What do you right. like? Are you like right. AJ? Tell me, are you a plotter yeah. of? <laughs> I mean, I'm just. I yeah, I'm it, so all
0: it all depends. At the moment, I just talk. <laughs> right, right. right. Uh, yeah, my last question to you, Alice, is this is such a wonderful conversation. I and it could uh, there, there there are so many things to just talk and talk. You know, I so many writers of the year who write such splendid lines in the beginning itself, and it would explain the whole story without giving away a, a, anything. Charles Dickens in Oliver Twist he writes those two lines initially. That, you know, if uh, the boy gave, gave out a loud cry and if, uh, if, 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 it, if it had known the amount of problems it will face in the coming days, it would have cried even louder, something <laughs> like that. But, but you see,
1: Albert Twist is all about that. Yes, it is, and that is pure is. genius. That is pure genius, and you, you, you know that you can't allow for that. But I think, in a way, that's a trap as well, AJ. Because what I feel is that you know, especially somebody like me, I'm obsessed with Jane Austen, um, and I know all of her works by heart, except for the minor, the uh, unpublished works. Um, and i think that's a trap as well because it can hold you back you can feel like how could i summarize my my novel the way uh, the way this was done you know don't go there allow yourself to be to admire it but don't get hung up on it because because otherwise otherwise you won't write anything you've got to have this kind of uh, swag swaggering spirit that you just go in there and you say i'm going to do this i'm going to do this you know what I mean? you got to have that kind Maybe, of...
0: Maybe Hemingway, then, you mean?
1: Yeah, I think you have to have that kind of bravado. And if you don't have that kind of bravado, then, then the reader will sense it. And no matter how beautifully you write, it won't quite connect. So I think you do have to get yourself into that frame of mind, and then you've got to let it go.
0: Right, right. But you see, let's talk about today, they say that get rid of the writer's block by using artificial intelligence. So they have got this. I've heard
1: about this. Yes.
0: Yes. What do you say? Is writer's block okay? Or you break the writer's block with an artificial intelligence tool? How do you see this part as an author
1: I think artificial intelligence is scary and wonderful. I've signed up for this thing. I can't remember the name of it now. Um, I haven't really got into it. I only signed up last week. But it helps you to design Instagram um, uh, hooks that helps people to zero in on your content. And I'm just going, wow. Um, Whether it can actually... It, it will never be Dickens, um, but what I feel—I feel that it is a tool, and I feel it's a tool that we should use. I don't think we should resist anything. I think that we should ride on the wave and just see what works for us. And as I was saying about the social media, if if Facebook ads don't work for you, if Instagram doesn't answer, try TikTok, try Pinterest. You know, life is life is short. Something's going to work. You're going to find your readers somewhere if if you really are a writer and i don't think that anyone who isn't a writer would have listened to us for so long (laughs) so anyway i feel that i feel all of these things but i still come down to the feeling that you have to feel you have to be willing to let go and this is a really hard thing for people to do because in our society we've sort of been taught well especially in britain but us also america um we've sort of been taught to hold ourselves in And I think you've really got to be willing to just say, this is what I have to say. This is what I believe in and put it out there. And if you have that kind of courage, I think it really does work.
0: Right. Right. Right, Alice. So let's, let's, uh, uh, what you call, leave it at that as the way that world is, and let's see how it all develops. But as, as I said, whatever tools may come in, but at the end, it will be a writer behind who has to actually or author behind it and actually think uh, and rethink and think uh, and, and look at it from a heart's perspective. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So even if many, machines get, beca- get as many feelings as you can want to put it, at the end, it will have need a human heart. That's what I understand.
1: Oh, oh, AJ, you are just one of my people. That is so lovely.
0: Yeah. So how do people get hold of your books that you have written? How do they connect with you, Alice?
1: I have a website, which is Um, um My historical fiction, which is Jane Austen-like, is all on Amazon at the moment. My thriller is everywhere. Um, and I've uh, my first novel, um, which was written... For Orion is now only available on my website. It's out of print. So I've done a second edition, which is actually more interesting than the first edition. Um, and you can only buy that from my website. So those three.
0: Right, Alice. Right. And you know what? Uh, whatever the world changes, you still yearn for those words, you know, uh, that miles to go before I sleep. And those famous birds, you know, uh, here he lies, where he longed to be. Home is the ho- sailor, home from the sea,
1: yes. and
0: the hunter, home from the hill.
1: I love those words.
0: With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition with Alice Magway. Thank you so much, ma'am, on this show.
1: Honored to be asked.